know she is real as they come. Know she killed a hundred all day long. If you ain't got me honest, then she done. And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining, and let's get right into it. Okay, first of all, let me just start off this episode by saying I am recording on GarageBand for the first time ever versus importing an audio file. And a bitch feel real official right now. <laughs> like I feel real legit. Can't nobody step to me for real, for real with the way this recording is going. But anyways, <laughs> hey y'all, hey y'all, hey, hey, guess what? This is the last episode of season three Oh, see, let me turn that off right there. My bad, y'all, my bad. Last episode of season three, and guess what's crazy? Y'all just get me. Y'all just get me for this episode. That's all that's happening. You get me. We gonna talk about some things. We gonna talk about some old things. I've never recorded an episode to talk by myself. And um, you know, my episodes is long, so we gonna see how much, <laughs> how much I can talk. You know what I'm saying? So some of y'all may be asking, well, girl, what is you finna talk about? for a whole 30 to 45 minutes to yourself. And first of all, can you even talk that long? One, we are gonna talk about a few things. Two, yes, I can talk that long, y'all. I literally always talk to myself. I talk to myself when I'm working. I talk to myself, even when I be recording, I don't know if y'all even catch it, but when I ramble, actually I'm lying, y'all don't catch it because I edit that shit out. <laughs> when I record though, I talk to myself and it sounds like a ramble, but it's really me just talking out loud my thoughts. So if I'm being honest, I'm not too worried about what I'm going to talk about because I'm a talker. To get right into it, though, I guess to to let y'all know I do got some shit planned. I did want to use this time to talk a little bit about me, my background, how I got into podcasting. I did ask a few people on my Instagram and Facebook if there were any questions they wanted to know about me that I should answer for this episode. And uh, I didn't get a whole lot of responses, so fuck (laughs) y'all. Not really, but really, though, low-key. Anyways, <laughs> ooh, this edit going to be interesting. So I had asked the people if there were any questions that they wanted me to answer on this episode. Didn't get a lot, but I got a few. So I'm going to answer those questions. And then I am going to talk about my background, like I said, and just go from there. And we'll see what happens. So as y'all know, I normally am asking my guests at this point, how do we know each other? But I'm interviewing myself. So I know myself because I was born this way. Ah! <laughs> So I guess this is a great place to start with my background, a little bit more about me. So I have been dropping some some personal information throughout the seasons. And so if you have been listening, you kind of know about me a little bit. But I thought, you know what? Maybe somebody missed an episode. Maybe somebody glossed over an episode. Maybe nobody cared. But now I'm going to force y'all to care because this whole episode is about me. Hello. <laughs> so I was born to a single mom. I wasn't born to a single mom because it takes two to tango. I was raised by a single mother in Jacksonville, Florida, where she raised us with her side of the family. I am biracial, so my mom is a black woman and my dad is Slovenian. And also I talk fast, which I'm realizing as I'm recording by myself. So apologies if you guys are struggling to keep up with me. It's probably going to get worse because I'm by myself and I naturally talk fast. Anyways, I digress. So my mom raised us in Jacksonville, Florida when I was two. She moved us down here and we stayed ever since Duval, you already know. And I've talked about Jacksonville a little bit in my other episodes. Anyways, I was raised in Jacksonville, Florida, went to school there, and I actually graduated college there when I got my bachelor's. 
So I do have a bachelor's in psychology. I actually was a part of a program called the Early College Program, which allowed me to graduate with my associate's degree and my high school diploma at the same time. So quick digression, if you are a parent, I highly encourage you to put your kids in early college programs or dual enrollment programs. They are totally worth it and they pay for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Then I went and got my bachelor's at UNF, which is University of North Florida, and I got a psych psych major with a minor in creative writing. Shocker, I know, who would have thought? <laughs> Fun fact, side story about me having a creative writing minor. When I was in college, I actually lost a USB that had a story I was writing and it was about 30 pages and I lost it because I left it in the back of the computer. And I say that to say, I'm a little heartbroken because a part of me feels like somebody stole my idea and they about to get rich off of my story idea. But I don't even remember what it was about, so I can't be too mad. And I left it. So how responsible could I have really been? And how much did I really care about that story if I left the flash drive? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I have a minor in creative writing. And then actually once I graduated with my bachelor's degree in psychology, I moved back home to California to live with my dad. And I ended up getting my master's my MBA with a concentration in HR, which is my current career. I am in HR, which I'm blessed that I went into a field where I actually have my job at. And I use my psychology degree because I, you work with people and psychology is essentially just understanding people. So I feel fortunate that I got a degree in a field that helps me in my career that I'm in with the second degree that I ended up getting. So also, I guess I do want to take a moment to, <laughs> to, to talk about that for a second. I'm already getting digressed about this episode, y'all. <laughs> this is what happens when you talk to me by myself. I just let my thoughts go where they wanna go. But I do wanna say this about school. Everybody is not meant for school. Everybody does not love school. I love school growing up. So if you are not into school, if you got kids and your kids not into school, let's not force that. You know what I'm saying? There are trade schools. There are other ways for someone to be successful without having to get a formal education. I got a formal education because I was a nerd in the sense I really loved school. I loved going to school. I loved the whole, whole idea about school. I just didn't like math. That was the only subject I didn't like. But other than that, um, I fucked with school the long way. But everybody's not made that way. So we should not be forcing our kids to go to school thinking that is the only way for them to be successful as an adult. And I'm in my rant on that right there. <laughs> In HR, obviously my goal was to get into a career about HR or in HR. However, if we backtrack a little bit, while I was getting my degree, I was at a company and I was a receptionist and doing a little bit of HR work. So I was trying to get my feet wet. But that's when I actually started my um, Honestly Helen Instagram page. So the Honestly Helen Instagram page started out as really just a page for me to record videos of me talking about different topics. So it essentially was like a baby podcast. And that's because I always talk and I feel like what I have to say usually has some meat to it, there's some truth to it, there's some validity to it. And I get good feedback about my point of view on different situations. So I just felt like if enough people listen to me, then maybe I need to put it out in the world for other people to listen to me that don't know me personally. And when I had that page, it was again just videos of me recording myself talking. There was uh, this one coworker specifically 
who kept saying, Helen, you should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. Like, you already have the Instagram. You should do a podcast. And I was like, you know, I got time to do no podcast. That is so much work. And then I have to know what I'm talking about. Then it's blah. So I was like, no. And this was in, I want to say 2017 or 2016 when this conversation happened. And then ironically, I had a friend who had a podcast and I was a guest on his podcast. Shout out to Alberto. That was the first podcast I was ever a guest on. And then I was a returning guest. And so after that, me and um, Alberto, he was like, yo, you should have your own podcast or maybe we can do it together. So once, like 2017, 2018, I was like playing with the idea of having a podcast and being on a podcast with someone else because I really didn't want to do it by myself. I just wanted to, um, I just, I just wanted to have a podcast because people were saying it was a good idea. And, and since it was more than one person saying I should have a podcast, I was like, okay, well, shit, there's probably some validity to this. I need to have a podcast. So me and this friend, me and Alberto end up coming up with the name, which is honestly Helen. Like we came up with that name together. And then some few topics that we want to talk about. Life happened. He ended up going with his own podcast and then going off with his music. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I'm lying. Back up. The nothing happened with that conversation. So like we had a few few times where we talked about the podcast, some ideas about the podcast, but nothing ever happened from it. It was kind of just like a cute idea. Fast forward to 2021, which or is it 2020 when the pandemic started? I think 2020 is when the pandemic started. We're in the pandemic, right? Fast forward to the pandemic, and I'm at a job where I understand my workflow enough and I'm bored. So I'm like, okay, this might be the perfect time to start a podcast because I know my job. It's not super stressful. I can find the time to record my episodes, blase, blase, right? So I am thinking about this idea and I end up talking to one of my cousins and I'm like, I want, I'm thinking about being a podcaster. People tell me I should be a podcaster, but honestly, Helen Page was still happening. I was still posting videos. And he was like, well, you know what? Now that we've been in this pandemic for a minute, podcasting is actually going to become a medium for a lot of people for entertainment. People are getting tired of books. People are getting tired of reading. And so podcasting is a new form of media that hasn't been in the spotlight very long. So it's going to take off in a few years. So if you start now, by the time it really catches on, you'll already be an OG in the podcast game. And literally, that's all it took for him to tell me is, I could be an OG if I get into this environment sooner rather than later. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just do it. So October of 2021, 2020, I want to say October of 2020, 2020, 2020, I started my podcast. So I started with finding a logo. I started with trying to come up with my tagline, which I actually don't even use. And I'm going to for season four. I started thinking of um, topics I want to talk about. And then I started reaching out to people who want to be guests on my podcast and then November of 2020 rolled around and I want to say my first episode was in the first of November or like the first few weeks of November and that is how the Honestly Home podcast got started. So it has been a fun, fun ride. It has also been an unexpected ride because it's crazy that when I think back that somebody was telling me to have a podcast when I started my Honestly Helen Instagram page. Fast forward three years, and now I have a podcast, and we're in season fucking three. Season three, y'all. Like, season three of this podcast. And I have a legit following of listeners, or I have a legit 
um, fan base. I don't like calling people my fans because that feels weird. But people really listen to this podcast. Legit. People take time out of their day to listen to episodes that I put together. And that is crazy to me. I think all of us as humans like to think what we say is impactful and it has power and it has influence. And not to toot my own horn, I have that power. And I didn't want to accept it when people were telling me to have a podcast. One, I think I just didn't want to have all that work. Like having a podcast, y'all, is no joke. It is not, you don't just sit down and record and call it a day. It, it takes time. It is a second job, really, and I don't get paid for it. So for me to now have a podcast where people give me feedback on the episodes, tell me that an episode enlightened them or changed the way they thought about something uh, or forced them to have a conversation with someone that they didn't want to have because of an episode that they heard that I made and edited is crazy. It's crazy. And it's also like, damn, bitch, I've been out here fighting my calling for what? <laughs> like, who knows how impactful I could have been if I started this sooner? However, you know, everything happens for a reason. Every, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. I am a firm believer that is what is meant for me will come to me. So my podcast has been out since 2020. So we are going on two years now, three seasons. Each season is 12 episodes, 12 times three. That's 36 episodes I have recorded. That's a lot of fucking episodes. That's a lot of editing. Mind y'all, I hate editing. Ah, okay, I don't hate it as much now that I use GarageBand. It's a little easier, but editing takes a lot of time. And here we are, season three, episode 12, where I feel confident enough in recording an episode by myself, and I feel like y'all gonna listen to it, and y'all gonna enjoy it, and y'all gonna be back for season four. I, if you would have asked me this two years ago, if, if, if I would have a podcast and people would listen to it, I would probably be like, yeah, maybe, like one or two people. No, y'all, I get at least 20 listens an episode, which is a lot for me. I just started this. I just started this podcast, and to get 20 listens, at least 20 listens each episode, is, is I'm humbled, I'm grateful. I just, we here, baby. Oh, we here. And actually, I just thought about it. When I started my Honestly Held Instagram page. This is kind of like the origin story of the Honestly Held Instagram page, I guess. And I'm lying. It's not even really an origin story. It's really, I started the Instagram page because, again, I felt like what I had to say had some validity to it. But also, I had created this word called blagical. It's really blagical, but that's how I say it. So I can't not say it without saying blagical. It feels weird if I don't. And I created that word as a word to give me, like, I don't want to say confidence, but it felt like a superpower within a word. And blagical stands for black magic. So black girl magic was a big thing when I created this word. And I realized, I was like, well, I don't think just black girls are magical. I think, honestly, the black race is a magical race. But I didn't want to limit it to the black race specifically. So blagical is focused on the black race, to be honest. However, the message is... As a species, as a person, as a as a human on this earth, if you are out here kicking ass, taking names, living your best life, you are being intentful. You are being um, you're being mindful of the energy that you put out. You're helping those if you can help those. You being magic in a human being, you are blagical. You are blagical. If you happen to be a person of color, Blagical just has a, a double entrada for it. a double entrada, a double meaning, a double meaning 
um, a double whammy. It has more oomph for you. So I created the Honestly Helen page because I wanted to start using the word blagical a lot more. And I wanted that word to catch on because I wanted everyone to feel empowered. I wanted people to know if you doing the damn thing, like living your best life, not out here being nasty, courteous, accountable, respectful, kind, loving, all these great things, then you are blagical. If you are a person of color and being blagical, like you fucking made it. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense in my head. If it don't make sense, it don't make sense. It'd be like that sometimes. Sorry, that was my thinking. So essentially, blagical is my superpower word. And I wanted to share it with the world because we all can be blagical. We all have it in us to be blagical, but it takes effort. You know, it takes some time and it takes you to be intentional with that shit. So that's a little backstory on the Honestly Helen Instagram page and how I came up with blagical. And so once I created the podcast, I just repurposed my Instagram page, the Honestly Helen Instagram page to the Honestly Helen podcast page. And so that's where we are right now. I do want to get a website eventually, but that is, I was supposed to do it this year and it, it just didn't happen. And if I'm being honest, because it's honestly Helen, this podcast is a hobby. So I love to do it. And so if there's ever a point in this process with this podcast that I feel that I feel like stresses me out more than it needs to, I just stop because I am not going to diminish my joy of doing this podcast because I am trying to make it something bigger or I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses and all. I love doing this podcast because I love connecting with people and I love talking. And I think what I have to say means something. That, that's the point of this podcast. If anything takes me from that, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because that's not that's not the point of this podcast. I'm not trying to make money off of this podcast. I'm not trying to get famous off of this podcast. If that happens, if those things happen because I do this podcast, great. But who's going to be stressed the fuck out over a podcast that's not paying me? Who? Not me. Uh, not me. <laughs> Along those lines, though, this podcast journey has connected me with people that I never would have met before I never would even knew existed and so I think I was doing my podcast for I had done one season maybe I was going on season two or wrapping up season one not really sure and then I got hit up by Ty who is the host of the Talking Wellness podcast which actually is a podcast that I am now a co-host on so me having the Honestly Helen podcast has allowed me to meet some dope individuals where I'm a part of their podcast now and being a part of their podcast has got me onto other podcasts as guests. And so I bring that up to say, although my goal with my podcast isn't to get famous and to get rich, to do all this other stuff, I am rubbing elbows with people who want that for themselves. And by default, I think I surround myself with great people. I might get brought up with them. You know, I might be riding their coattails and get famous just because they got famous first. That's not why I'm a part of their show, but I'm saying this podcast has introduced me to people where I might not have to put in all this work to get famous because, or to make my podcast blow up because I'm a part of other people's podcasts and I'm bringing attention to their podcasts. And so by me being who I am, by default, I'm going to get blessed too. It's all I'm saying. So it has, I am, I love it. I love podcasting. I love the people that it allows me to meet. And I love that it's forcing me to live in my truth. And some of us like to downplay our strengths or don't like to be cocky with it because 
we've been brought up to always be humble and you don't brag too much because nobody nobody likes when you brag a lot or likes a cocky person when you have a gift though y'all you got to use it and when you ignore your gift the only person you are harming is yourself so if people do not vibe with me if people don't like hear what i got to say guess what that's personal you can leave you can turn this podcast off it's really no skin off my nose and so if someone's like oh this bitch is really conceited or oh she talked too much or whatever their opinions are about me guess what you don't have to associate yourself with me so if me living in my truth living in my um my blessing bothers you and triggers you leave baby (laughs) that sound personal baby that got nothing to do with me so i'm gonna say this to say this to y'all if you feel like you're not living in your truth because you're worried about how people can perceive you, whether they think that you all of a sudden sadiddy, you stuck up, you better than them, that's not your problem, okay? If the way you are moving is in your true purpose and those that know you, love you, and support you know that, all your naysayers and your haters can kick rocks. Hello? <laughs> Hello? That's all I'm saying. And I, I try and... I try and embody that also in my episodes, which is so funny that my podcast is named Honestly Helen because I really am honest. And when I record podcasts or episodes with my guests, that really is the intention. The intention is to get someone to be as honest as they possibly can with themselves on this episode about whatever the topic is. And so either I will have a really, really great episode where we just feed off of each other or I have episodes that go in completely different directions because I let the honesty dictate the conversation, if that makes sense. And then, of course, you got the one-offs where I know somebody's being funny because they think someone's going to listen to it and think they're funny. And we ain't got time for that. But, you know, we always got we always got our one exceptions to the rule. And living your life honestly is so rewarding y'all so 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 rewarding and i am blessed and fortunate to say that i feel like i'm really living my best life i'm walking in a path that is meant for me i'm walking in the direction that is meant for me and i am grabbing what is meant for me i am not asking for shit anymore i am taking it because guess what i get one life i enjoy my life and i want to make sure that i hit as many goals as many objectives and make as much as much um I want to make as much happiness within my life create as much happiness as I can while I have this time on this earth we are not promised tomorrow we don't know when our day is coming and so living your life honestly just helps you really live it like you you don't gotta be out here trying to please the Joneses when you live in your truth you're not out here worried about what somebody say what somebody do who Who pockets is bigger? Who pockets is smaller? Who got a bigger house? Who got a bigger car? You ain't worried about none of that. Because guess what? You living in your truth, your honesty. And that's what matters. That's what matters. So (laughs) with that, if y'all are ready, I will go ahead and ask some of the questions that did come in about me to answer. The first one, what is my favorite color? Ugh. Great question, actually. And these are real questions, y'all. I'm not, I didn't ask myself questions, although I would have if I didn't get any. Favorite color is red because my birthstone is garnet. But then I learned that a lot of people liked red, so I tried to change it to orange. So now I say red and orange, but red is really my favorite color. How do you plan your podcast storyline-wise? That is the next question. I kind of already answered that. I plan my 
subjects of my podcast usually by gut. So something's going on in the world, I write it down, and then I'm like, ooh, this person will be really good to talk about it. Or, ooh, I have this person and I need to find a topic that fits them. So then I'll probably start just thinking about different things randomly and see what aligns with them. But it's usually my gut. Like, what do I feel like needs to be talked about? What has someone said to me that I'm like, ooh, this should be a conversation? And then I go from there. And if it's a guest that I don't know, so I've never met them, I always ask if there's anything that they would like to talk about. And if they don't have anything, I then choose something that I feel confident talking about, that if they aren't the best person at holding a conversation, I can hold that conversation down without them. Um, another one, another question that I got is, what is your favorite way to show someone you care about them? And I really, really, really loved this question. My favorite way to show somebody I care about them is through actions. Actions speak louder than words, and I wholeheartedly believe that. I wholeheartedly uh, live by that, and so I show people that I care for them. When you ask me to do something, I show up, and I show up on time. If you want my opinion, I'm giving you my honest opinion, whether that hurts your feelings or makes you feel validated. I listen when you need me to listen. Um, Financially, for certain people, I give when I can give, and so I just show up. I show I care about people through my actions. So if you need something, you call on me, I'm usually gonna be there. You know, great, great question. This is another question. This is actually the last question that I got. And it was, how have I self-sabotaged or how do I recognize when I self-sabotage? Now that question seems like it's out of left field, <laughs> but there's a situation that I was going through um, where I acknowledged that I was self-sabotaging. And so they were like, dude, I think someone actually will really benefit from you telling that story so well, i'm gonna go ahead and kind of get to a little story time real quick okay a lot well it's not really a story because i don't really remember all of it so i'll give you the gist of it essentially what happened is that in the middle of an argument i had said something and the reply i got back was essentially checking me on how i've been showing up so ironically the last question was how do i show people that i care and i say through my actions I got called out that I wasn't showing up in the way that demonstrated that I cared. And so when they said that, I was like, fuck, you know what? They are not wrong. And what I realized I had been doing in this situation where I wasn't showing up as myself, but I wanted to think I was, I thought that I was a victim and that, you know, I was a person that was deserving of getting the good treatment, not being accountable, to be honest. So what I had realized when this person called me out and basically was like, you are not showing up how you, you say you want to show up. I had been self-sabotaging myself because I had been coming into this situation with an angry heart. I've been coming into this situation holding on to past behaviors, past reactions, past conversations. And that's how I was showing up in this new environment. So to put it to maybe to make it drive it home, when I have friends who have been cheated on and they stay with their partner, and then they come back and they start complaining, oh, I don't trust them, I'm going through their phone, um, I think they lying about X, Y, Z. My response is always, why do you get back with someone who cheated on you if you are going to still blame them for cheating on you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that? Why, why would you get in that relationship? You should just not be in that relationship. And that's because we self-sabotage. So in this situation, 
I was so gung-ho on being the victim. I was so gung-ho on me being a person that deserves to see change behavior, not me needing to change behavior, that I was self-sabotaging this situation. And I was self-sabotaging this relationship. And it didn't hit me until it got called out. And what's crazy about self-sabotage is it usually stems from our childhood traumas. So my self-sabotaging act is because I grew up by a single mom who's very independent. When I'm in a situation, romantic relationship or friendship, and I feel like shit isn't going my way, specifically romantic relationships though, I will want to leave. I'm easy to be like, dude, I don't got to deal with this shit. Like I can do bad by myself. I can dip. Especially if it is a situation that I am used to seeing and I know how to deal with. For example, cheating or physical abusive relationships. I was never physically abused, but I was around a lot of women who got their ass beat by their partners. And I was around a lot of women who got who got cheated on. And so I knew how to handle those situations because that was my norm growing up. So when I was put into a new situation um, or put into new situations where I feel like I was being played, maybe not being getting cheated on, but I was getting verbally abused. I'm used to that. I would just be like, you know what? Doop, doop. Let's leave. Let's let's call it. A, I don't got to sit here and take this shit. But when I got put into a situation where I didn't know how to handle it because I haven't been exposed to it, I went back to my traumas. Just like, okay, even if I don't know how to deal with that, I, I don't got to, so I'm going to leave. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I, because I wasn't used to a situation and I didn't have the answers to that situation, I wasn't getting beat up. I wasn't getting cheated on. I wasn't getting verbally abused. And so since I didn't know how to handle this situation, my reaction was just to leave. Like, I don't got to put up with this shit. I don't got to be stressed for no fucking reason because I don't want to be stressed. When in reality, I just didn't know how to solve the problem. And it was easier for me to run away than to figure out and solve the problem. And the problem was that I was on my high horse and I thought that I wasn't doing anything wrong. That I was coming into this situation with an open mind and open heart. And I wasn't. I was coming into this conversation with an angry heart, with an angry mind, and with rose-colored glasses on. So I was looking at the situation through an obscured lens. I had said that I was going to come into this with a clear mind. I'm, you know, I'm receptive to new changes. I'm receptive to all this. But in reality, what I was showing is that you're still going to get punished off of what I am, um, based off your past behavior that I, quote-unquote, have told you I have forgiven. So when it comes to cheating, which was my example earlier, you can't take somebody back that's a cheater and then hold on to them cheating. Let that person go. If that's how you're going to move, then you shouldn't have got back with that person. You can't get back in a relationship and then hold they pass against them. When you know they pass, especially when you know they pass, that's ignorant. You cannot get back with a cheater and then be like, oh, well, I get to, I get to be a bitch to you. I get to not trust you because you cheated on me. No, you could have fucking left. And if you choose to stay in this toxic relationship, then you need to put your best foot forward. Stop living in the past. Stop pointing fingers. Live in the moment. And if in the moment you get cheated on again, guess what? Now, now you can slap your own hand and now you can figure out what you want to do next. But I, was just, and I wasn't cheated on, but essentially I was in a relationship getting mad that I stayed with a cheater, but I willingly stayed in this relationship. So how am I really getting mad at this person when I'm holding on to my own hurt? I'm holding on to my own anger. No one, and y'all hear me when I say this, no one can make you feel anyway. okay? The anger that I was holding on to, the aggression I was holding on to was because I let those feelings manifest. I didn't deal with those feelings. Every time I got angry, I was like, boop, there go another strike. Every time I was let down, boop, there go another strike. Even though 
I was presented with a situation that was not like that last situation, but I'm still living in that last situation. So self-sabotage is real. And it was such a, <laughs> it was such an eye-opening moment, but it was also very hard because I had to be accountable and I had to take accountability of the part I played in this situation, not going in the direction I thought it was supposed to go because I was self-sabotaging it. I was adding to the own to the downfall of this situation. And a lot of us do that. A lot of us get in our own heads or a lot of us a lot of us say, you know, um I don't I don't need this shit. I got, I don't got to deal with this shit or you know if you need money instead of really doing it the legal way, you go you default to the easy way, the street way, the illegal way, the way that can jeopardize your livelihood. But because it's what we know, that's what we revert back to. So a lot of us self-sabotage and I think the first step in recognizing it is really having a hard conversation with yourself and identifying where you play in this game. And so with my self-sabotage, subconsciously, I kind of knew what I was doing. I was aware when I was being too aggressive, but then my ego was like, well, fuck it. You can be aggressive. You're entitled to be aggressive. You're entitled to feel this way because of how, how angry you are. But I wasn't entitled to feeling that way because I had said I was coming to this situation with an open heart, an open mind, and I wasn't. I was lying to myself and I was lying to this person. So I feel like I'm going in circles about this. All that to say, we do self-sabotage ourselves. And actually, I don't have a real way to identify when you self-sabotage. Besides looking in, if a situation is not getting better and you think you've tried everything, everything, and you see that this other person is also making efforts, but nothing is changing, maybe you're self-sabotaging or maybe they're self-sabotaging. But I say if you're in a situation, there's no progress being made, but it seems like people are changing, things are shifting, but overall nothing is changing. An underlying reason might be some self-sabotage going on. So that was... A real moment for me and it was a recent moment so it happened this year and it is going to be a moment that I know is going to impact how I deal with other people for the rest of my life so I'm grateful for that I truly am grateful for having that experience and I'm grateful that I'm self-aware enough to recognize when I fuck up and recognize even when I don't want to recognize that I fucked up that I can do so because it's helped me save so many friendships it's helped me build friendships it's helped me save relationships it's helped me build relationships being self-aware and being accountable are really the best tools that I have in my own personal arsenal of being the best version of Helen that I can be and really that's uh <laughs> that's really all there is to it I feel I feel like I've had such an interesting childhood that now that I am an adult for me to be adulting as hardcore and as successfully as I am sometimes boggles my mind. What do you mean you're adulting hardcore and successfully? I'm so glad you asked. Well, I am in a place where, I, not that I just asked myself a question, whoo, I'm funny. I'm in a place in my life where I pay for my rent and I live in the state of California. Let, like, let's, let's, I live by myself, I pay for my own rent in the state of California. Grew up, single single parent household, struggled, hand-me-downs, lights off, section eight, food stamps. That was my lifestyle, drugs, alcohol, to being able to afford my own rent in the state of California, San Francisco. I'm in my career, good at what I do. I have a circle of friends that I have curated and 
nurtured and and you know fostered that I have a circle of people that that's my tribe these are my fucking people and I remember there was a time where I wanted to be liked by everybody and I thought the more friends you had the better of a friend that made you but it really is quality over quantity and I learned that I want to say when I was 21 because I have a specific birthday that I was pivotal in me realizing I can show up for everybody and still nobody will show up for me. And so I have now created a circle of friends, family, really, that these are my people. Um, I'm in a stable, healthy relationship where this is the first relationship where it is grown as fuck. We have grown as issues and we have to talk them out like grown ass people. And so when I think about all these things, oh, I almost forgot, the ability to travel where I want. I can travel, I have the funds to travel when I want to travel. And I work remotely. I don't have an office to go to, I work from home. And that is a blessing. And so when I put all that together and I put it in this big old pot that's called Helen's Life, I did the damn thing, y'all. I am hardcoring, successfully adulting. And if you would have asked 12 year old Helen what her adult life looked like, I, I would not have guessed this. I would not have imagined I would get myself to a place where I could afford my own rent, where I can live a lifestyle that I can maintain, that I have a job. Everything I've gotten in my life, I've gotten by myself. Everything that I, and well, let me not say by myself. I've gotten through hard work. I've gotten through dedication. I've gotten through me asking. A closed mouth does not get fed. And that is a phrase I live by. My mom used to always say it. A closed mouth does not get fed. If you want something, ask for it. The worst that can happen is you hear no. But guess what? You could also hear yes. And if you didn't ask to begin with, you never would have got that yes. So I wholeheartedly believe, oh, and actually I forgot my mom passed right before, right before I got into my first job as an HR professional a few months after I graduated with my master's. And I dealt with my mom passing in a way that I didn't think I would be able to deal with it. And so I, when I just look back and reflect, there are so many people who come from where I come from who are in the opposite situation. There are so many people who have been in my shoes, if not worse, and are in worse situations. And so it is a testament to my hard work. It is a testament to what I have been putting out into this universe where I'm at today. That shit was not given to me. That shit was not handed on a fucking platter. I had to make this shit shake. And here we are. Again, there are so many people that have it worse than me that are either doing better than me or doing worse than me currently in the sense, you know, we came from the same background, but instead of changing the situation around, they've become a victim of the situation. They've probably self-sabotaged so much they can't even identify where they started self-sabotaging. So <laughs> not me going on a little rant. I'm blessed, y'all. I am really blessed. I am blessed that you are listening to this episode. I am blessed that I have people that love me. I have a job. I have food. I have clothes on my back. I am just blessed, y'all. I'm blessed for this podcast. I'm blessed to have the means to record a podcast. And I just want y'all to be blagical. I just want y'all to be blagical for the rest of y'all lives. You know what I'm saying? The world is a shitty place. You do not have to add to the shittiness. Okay? Be blagical. Be great. And I feel like this is a good stopping point. I feel like we did good. Now, the trick is let's listen back to this episode and see if I actually did good and how many edits I had to really make. <laughs> Again, y'all, 
Thank y'all so, so much for hanging with your girl. Thank y'all for celebrating season three, episode 12, with just me rambling my own little shits. And I will see y'all for season four, motherfuckers. Season four. Be magical. And I'll see y'all next time. She killed a hundred all day long